Hello. Neil here. This week's short story for stressed grown-ups takes us back to the sea. I realise as I write these stories to share with you that it's a constant source of inspiration. Whether, like me, you take every opportunity to be immersed in it, or you're overwhelmed by the sheer expanse of it, it's impossible to not feel something when faced with the big blue. If you get a minute, I'd love to know your thoughts. Maybe leave a message in the comments section. And, if you haven't already, remember to subscribe to get a brand new story written just for you, read to you every week. Whether you listen to help you relax after a hard day or to help you drift off to sleep. Okay, just before we start, take a moment to get yourself comfortable. Good. Now close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths. In and out. In and out. Now, let's begin. Today's story is called Mermaid. James had been back every week for the last month because, in spite of what everyone told him, he knew they were real. He remembered his first time sitting alone in the dark one afternoon during the school holidays while everyone else was running around in the sun, riding bikes, building dens, eating ice cream. The once soft, velvety surface of his cinema seat had been worn to a shine. His smooth elbows pressed into sticky armrests. The base of his skull felt the hard wooden frame as he tilted his head back to gaze up at the giant screen from his perfect vantage point, front and centre. She had been beautiful cascading curls of perfect blonde hair, giant blue eyes and lips from which he'd never grow tired of hearing the words I love you. His teenage years had been a blur and aside from the odd momentary preoccupation nothing much had interested him or caught his eye till he met her She'd come into the garage one day to pay for petrol. It was late and he'd been lost in another Mills and Boone which he'd hidden inside a magazine about photography. She must have been standing there for a while because, when he looked up, she had the expression of a woman who'd discovered someone else's secret. Pump three, she said, and then, so, you're a photographer then? They both laughed for a while and every year on the anniversary of that night she'd buy him another Mills and Boone. 
but since they met, he'd stopped reading them. He'd already been the cheesy hero of his own story. And, at the time, he'd been pretty sure of a happy ever after. But people change. He'd come to realise that the times they had together, when they were evolving in parallel, were the best days of his life. So far. Because he had more days to come and, for now, he was evolving alone. She'd actually bought him the wetsuit he was wearing tonight. Gave it to him on his birthday as he built the traditional fire on the beach. Obviously they're not real, she said. But if you are going to go out looking for my replacement, this should keep you warm while you're doing it. Her wanderlust had inspired him. A sense of adventure and wild passion for life made her glow. But the more places they went together, the more he realised he just wanted to be back. In his own home. In his own bed. And every night, while he sidled up to her, his head becoming increasingly heavy on her shoulder, he knew she was thinking about the next trip. And, when she finally got made redundant, he also knew there would only be one outcome. She messaged him from every new country, barefoot on sand, knee-deep in snow, wading across rivers fed by glaciers in places where air could barely live. Sometimes he'd send her an update, a detail from his small but increasingly contented life. He still hoped he might be the final country on her list, but in the meantime, he had a mission. And tonight felt like it could be the night. He stood, late evening on an empty beach, the horizon still glowed pink after the sun had burnt past it. The white noise of the waves helping him focus on his task. He walked towards that lurching mass of possibilities, smiling. Felt the prickle of the water on his feet. Then dived under an approaching swell. The chill thrilled his senses. And when his face emerged... The moon had already taken its place amongst the slowly emerging stars. He looked back at the lights on the shore, then lay on his back, cupped in his salty cradle, wondering for a moment if she might be looking up at the same stars. His body gently bobbed, the second skin of his suit warming him to the point he could no longer feel where he ended and the sea began. A splash distracted him and he looked towards the horizon. In the distance, something leapt and fell, silhouetted by the now giant moon. He blinked. Once. Twice. 
three times, the salt sting blurring his vision, then peered out intently. He'd almost given up, put it down to a trick of the light when whatever it was appeared again. In fact, it was a tail, too small to be something owned by a whale, too wide to be something waved by a dolphin. It could only possibly be one thing. Moments later, and he'd never tell anyone because he'd always known that nobody would believe him anyway, he saw a face, a face partly obscured by perfect cascading curls and an arm raised out of the water. On the end of that pale, translucent arm, a hand waved. And before he had time to lift his own hand in response, she was gone. That night, after he'd hosed the sand and sea off his wetsuit, he lay under the covers, comforted by the realisation that he was ready to move on. And without a care in the world, he closed his smiling eyes. Minutes later, as his chest gently rose and fell, he could still hear the hiss of the distant sea as he drifted into a deep, deep sleep.